Hello, beautiful and significant people. You are locked in with Queen Ebony Nicole of The Truth Speaks on Queen Talk Radio. Today's episode demands an open mind and a balanced level of respect to all parties involved. Today, kings and queens, we will be discussing polygamy versus monogamy. You may be more familiar with monogamy, the practice of being married or having sexual relations with just one partner at a time, which is considered the norm these days, while the world of polygamy or multiple partners in a relationship together straddles the very thin line between fantasy and taboo in today's modern society. For some individuals, however, this concept is very much so real life and less of a simple yet controversial conversation. Why is polygamy the topic of discussion today? Well, in my opinion, this is one of those subjects that's surrounded by so much misinformation and straight up opinions, usually by those who aren't even practicing polygamy. And there's clearly a negative stigma surrounding the topic, but most of us know absolutely nothing about it other than how we think it would make us feel if we were a party in the relationship. So I wanna tear back the layers of fact versus fiction as it relates to these types of relationships. For me personally, um, I just about placed polygamy in the same boat as LGBTQ movement in the sense that it may seem taboo to some, but that's not a reason to bash a person's lifestyle, beliefs, or point of view. In actuality, we tend to bash and fear what we don't understand. So here's a chance for my listeners to get some of their questions answered as we dive into the conversation with those who are either for or against polygamy. Uh, This is an open discussion podcast panel today, and we'll be starting with an excerpt from the doc, co-host Aisha Williams from episode four of the QTR podcast. Um, We have our new segment, A Talk with the Doc, and she'll be giving us some facts on the subject. And we also have first-time co-hosts, Didi and Keith, who will be weighing in on the subject as well. Um, And I do want to thank you all for coming to the show. Um, I also have my special guest, Francis, who will be providing answers to your interview questions, as well as some valid point of views on the subject for us today. And we also have special guest, Christopher, who will be providing biblical references, as well as his interesting point of view on the topic. And I just want to take a moment to, again, just thank all of you kings and queens for being bold enough uh, to be my special guest today, and also for helping us begin this necessary conversation. So today, we'll be getting the show, uh, we'll be beginning by having a a talk with the doc. I have a pre-recorded segment with Daisha Williams, aka Dr. D. Wills, and I'm going to get the audio going for you all. Uh, Just bear with me one moment here. Well, kings and queens, you know what time it is. It is my favorite segment. We have a talk with the doc. I have Dr. D. Wills joining us once again. Thank you so much for coming to the show again. And what do you have for us today? Well, thank you for having me again, um, Queen. So uh, basically the topic that we have for today is polygamy and how it usually takes the form of polygyny when a man marries multiple women. Um, And I just have a couple of facts about uh, polygamy and uh, monogamy but I'm gonna start with polygamy. So the facts about polygamy is there is that is there is no difference in the name polygyny and polyandry. A man married to more than one woman at the same time is called polygyny. A woman married to more than one man at the same time is called polyandry. Polygyny is the most common practice by millions of people in mostly African and Muslim countries. Um, another fact would be poly- polygamy illegal across Europe and the Americas, as well as Australia and China. You said Certain illegal? In the, 
Yes, illegal. Yes, it's illegal across Europe and the Americas, as well as Australia and China and other countries as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Certain places in the West practice polygamy, which is in immigrant communities, churches of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and other Mormon uh, uh, fundamentalists. Mm -hmm. Another fact would be a pro for polygamy is that polygamy supports population growth and replenishment by ensuring that every woman can find a mate. A con for polygamy is that it may benefit, benefit the men and it denies wives to other men, especially young, low-status men that tend to measure their success by their manhood, followed by social status and fertility. These mm-hmm. types of men can be frustrated and may turn to violence and crime, including sexual violence and warmongering. Wow. And yeah, that's the facts that I have about polygamy. Wow, that's interesting. That is very interesting. So so basically the idea is um, a polygamous idea takes away the amount of women that are available for other men basically so that that's basically what you're saying right that's correct yes mm-hmm. okay wow that is very interesting well um would you like to give your point of view on polygamy i would definitely add in my opinion about polygamy versus monogamy i myself is a i'm a monogamous person um i believe in you know just being with one person and building with mm-hmm. that person and sharing a life with that person creating a family with that person and that person only but i don't turn a blind eye away from polygamy um i feel like they should have a right to their own practices mm-hmm. um i don't judge based on anyone's preferences in life mm-hmm. whatever makes you happy do you you know right so right. um I would say that um you know uh I would be for polygamy if polyandry wasn't so rare because um polygyny is the most uh common occurrence um in other countries such as Africa and the Muslim countries mm-hmm. um men with multiple women is the norm over there mm-hmm. but when it comes down to women and you know having multiple husbands it's seen it's very rare it, you know it's looked down upon right um, you know it's not as serious as a male having a bunch multiple of wives. Yeah. Yes, you, multiple wives yeah multiple wives so um i feel like polyandry should be more common in the world um maybe in the future as the world is opening up you know to certain you know ideals and you know getting with the times so maybe we'll see a shift coming in the future. But mm-hmm. you know, my personal uh, my personal preference and my personal opinion, I am a monogamous woman. Team monogamy. I understand. All right, no problem. Well, as always, we definitely want to thank you for gracing us with your knowledge and point of view, and um, can't wait to have you back on the show again. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Queen. Thank you, Queen. You have a wonderful day. All righty. And that is Dr. D. Will's take on the subject. Very interesting point of view indeed. And I do want to thank her for starting us off with those facts. Um, And I do want to roll directly into our interview. Um, Francis, I do want to thank you again for coming to the podcast show. And how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Good. How you doing? Awesome. I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for asking. I'm just super excited to get started. <laughs> so let me ask you, we're just going to go straight into the questions that were submitted here. Um, and I'm just going to start with the first one. So in 10 words or less, what is polygamy to you? Polygamy to me in 10 words or less, a relationship between more than one person at a time. Mm-hmm. So how many words is that? Like seven? 
<laughs> that's that sounds just enough that does it for me <laughs> okay so oh, just being in that relationship with more than one partner understandable and oh, oh, more than friends that mm-hmm. that's like my last few words is more than platonic friends mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay okay and what made you enter into the world of polygamy in the first place i never really had a chance to make a decision when i started messing with girls they all had boyfriends so mm-hmm. I just assume that's how women got down. I've never, you know, un- you know, other than a few people, I've only dealt with women who had tons of other guys. So I just figured at some point I need to have my own women. That's interesting. That's very interesting because I had this conversation with someone earlier and they were explaining to me, you know, in, in a way, in, if you participate in any kind of relationship where you're with someone and you are talking to someone else, whether they know it or not, or even like, you know, if it's in a sexual content where there's more than one partner involved at the same time, it is a, a you know, a character trait of, of polygamy, you know? So that's, that's interesting to put it that way that, you, you know, you just kind of ended up in that world. So how did you know that it was right for you with that being said? Mm, I guess just trial and error. I mean, I, I didn't lose my virginity till I was 20. So I guess I was kind of a late bloomer and these women just kind of took me under their wing and they all knew about each other. Cause a lot of these girls, um, I would meet girls in certain situations who knew each other. So I was kicking with friends, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I was kicking with cousins or whatever and everybody in the community knew each other. So I guess that was, you know, quote unquote poly back then. We didn't have a word for it, mm-hmm. but I mean, it, it just felt right. The women were cool with it. Um, me and one of my friends just had a laugh about that. He laughed about, he's like, did any of these girls ever cut you off for cheating? I was like, no, nah, they never did. Like, they cut me off for other reasons. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. The, the other women never was an issue. I've never had nobody fight over me. You know, there's never been no bloodshed, no nothing. That's that's very important, you know, having, a, I believe, a, an agreement against, you know, amongst all parties. And I think that's what separates something from being healthy and, and not being healthy, you know. Um, so my, my next question, did you have to deal with family members or friends that opposed your lifestyle? And if so, how did you respond or was it just not a conversation? In the early days, like I said, everything was in, out in the open. I would just tell everybody about who I'm messing with, you know, and I didn't think nothing of it. But then eventually right. I did notice that a lot of the people started getting a lot more aggressive toward me. People started being angry you know, the threats, you know, people started really trying to ruin my fun or whatever. So I stopped really talking about it. And as far as family, I used to tell my mother about a lot of the women I would deal with uh, for, you know, her own purposes. Cause she, you know, if I didn't have women in my life, she would think I was gay or something. So right. I'd tell her about, you know, a few of the chicks I was dealing with, but as far as like her, her knowing, like, the, the logistics of how I dealt with women. No, nah, I never dis- discussed that with family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, what's the most amount of partners that you feel are acceptable in one relationship at the same time? <laughs> Again, that's a, that's kind of a, a trick question because I used to have a stable of 10 or 12 women I was dealing with, wow. but I would only, I would only have like four that were in like my, my personal space really. The rest were kind of like satellite women and booty calls, whatever. Right. But um, the, the main, as far as main women, I would say the limit for me is five. Like that I could, mm-hmm. you know, give my attention to, give my energy to. Um, 
yeah, that's that's the most I could do legitimately is five. Right. So five without anybody lacking in the emotional area or mental area or anything like that. No, they still be they they will complain, of course, but <laughs> they, they they're always going to feel like they're lacking. But, you know, I know I'm handling business with five. You know, mm-hmm. so you feel like that's like that's a comfortable limit for you that you can maintain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Between two and five. Okay, makes sense. Now, with that being said, we already said that, you know, with that amount, we do have some some women that feel like, okay, they're lacking in a certain area. Is is jealousy a reoccurring event in your experience with the women you've dated? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's it's always there. <laughs> you, you never get away from it. Right, right. It just kind of comes with the territory, right? So how do you manage? How do you manage that? My I mean, well. Right now, how I manage it is I tell the women up front that you don't have a choice. You you can't be jealous or or you have to keep that shit away from me. You know, I just I tell them that up front, like there's no space for that. You mm-hmm. know? So it's like if you want to be a, a partner in this relationship, you know, that's just something that is just up front put in, in stone. Right. Because I explained to them what we're not going to do. I, you know, there's a list of things that I don't do with women. I just meet, you know. Like I, mm-hmm. I told you over the phone, there's stuff, stuff I won't talk about. And that's kind of the reason I don't even like to bring it up at first, because it's like, we're not even going there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I understand. I do. So my, my next question here on the list is, how do you combat the people who disagree with your point of view or lifestyle? Mm, I just ignore them. Yeah. I just, yeah, anybody who you know, starts to bring me that energy, like that aggressiveness, mm-hmm. I just back off. Like, you know, there's no argue. I don't have no argument. Mm-hmm. I have no position. I don't have a choice. Like this poly thing. I mean, now I have a name for it, but like, I look, I think back in my old life, it was like that all was poly, you know, and everybody I knew was poly, but we didn't have a name for it. We had no structure. Mm-hmm. Right. I can understand. I feel you. So, so what advice would you give someone who is on the fence about seriously exploring polygamy, but they're not sure? Mm, I mean, I have a rule where if you got to think about it, it's not for you. Mm, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's just my rule. I mean, I do. I have so many women come to me all the time about this poly stuff. And then when I tell them what this poly, you know, poly thing is, when you're dealing with me, they're turned off, they get mad, <laughs> you know, they they ready to to ghost me or whatever because nobody really wants to deal with the actual actual thing right they just want to be put in something that's cool or something that's hip you know yeah so you're saying basically once you tell them what they what it truly consists of nine times out of ten they're not really willing to handle what it comes mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so so my next question here is, how do you raise children in a polygamous household? You know, should they be made aware of the classification or should that be kept a secret until a certain age? Yeah, I was actually going to tell you to even just strike that that um, that question, but I'll go ahead and tackle it. Because the thing is, I've only I only have one child and I only lived with him for half of his life. So he really didn't see much. And the only time I can remember him seeing, a, you know, we were living with the woman. And the only time I remember him seeing another woman was I was giving this girl this computer and he saw that and he said he was going to tell my, you know, the girl at home. <laughs> and I had to sit him down and tell him like, uh, nah, bro, she knows what I'm doing. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She knows I'm out here with women. She knows whatever. I ain't telling too much. But I mm-hmm. did tell him a little bit like, look, bro, like you can't be out here snitching. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, 
this is it. Like, you know, there's a lot of women around. Mm-hmm. So it seems to me like at some point when it is children in- involved, a conversation is going to have to be had at some point. Um, I think, you know, it just, it just depends on, you know, the individual parent and when you decide to do it, you know, which varies, but yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. So um, what would you say are the benefits of polygamy? Mm, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the benefits of polygamy is me and these, me and the polygamous women can, we can have longer relationships. We don't have to break up because of cheating. Um, they don't have to sweat me over who I'm having sex with all the time. They don't have to uh, be in my phone, checking the phone, you know, all the goofy stuff, like the goofy girlfriend stuff. Mm. Like the poly girls don't have to worry about that, you know, at all. Like, so we're more productive. Like I like the, you know, I'm an action guy. So I like my relationships to have a purpose. Mm-hmm. It sounds like less fighting because most of the cars are on the table instead mm-hmm. of it being, oh, you know, sneaking behind the back and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an interesting take. And and how do you feel? Um, what what do you feel are the cons, if any, to polygamy? Mm, well, the con of with polygamy is you're not getting that full experience with the man. You know, like if a man is telling you that he has other women, it's always going to be in the air. Like that that's the the sucky part about it. It's like we can't never really take it out the air. Mm-hmm. You know? I sometimes wish I could be monogamous, you know, part of the time, just so I could have those moments with a woman, you know, so mm, the exclusivity. That, that, yeah. So I, I understand when women feel like they're not getting that. And I understand that part. So I guess that's something, you know, they just got to deal with if they really want to be here. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, how do household budgets work? Are finances split equally? Mm, well, it, as far as my life, I've never lived in a household with two women at the same time. I would always have one main woman and then I would have all the other things going on. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I don't know if I could answer that. Cause you know, me and these women that I would live with, we basically just kind of, you know, 50, 50 on everything. Mm-hmm. Completely understandable. Okay. And what is the correct way to introduce polygamy to a partner who may not be already practicing polygamy? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love that question. All right, that's my favorite question. Mm-hmm. The best way to do it is not to do it at all. Mm. Like, if if the, if it's not organic, don't mention it. Like, just don't bring it up. That's that's mm-hmm. my opinion. like. I I would never in my life try to bring somebody into this. Like, no, it it wouldn't work. Right, that makes perfect sense. So basically, you're saying if if the partner is not already um, introduced to that mindset or lifestyle, that you wouldn't even try to introduce it to them or get them to walk you know in that down that path Mm-mm, no not at all even even people who are skeptical I don't because I, I used to deal with a lot of skeptical chicks and they would always be kind of on the fence and I would bring them on in and then they get all weirded out and I don't like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so the best way to keep it neutral is to already connect with like-minded individuals rather than even talking about you know trying to introduce it or convert or anything of that nature Mm -hmm. okay well all right well that concludes the uh question portion of the interview do you have anything else you'd like to add while you have the floor Mm, well the only thing i really want to add is the poly thing for me the only thing it really is is a way to structure the life i already had that's all it is Mm -hmm. it's nothing like when me and the women i deal with we joke about it like it's it's really just a joke we laugh at these 
things on Instagram, these guys posing with the women, <laughs> you know, all the stuff we see. Right. Influencers. And I tell them, I tell the women I deal with, I was like, if I could put y'all on Instagram, we make a million, you know, like, <laughs> right. Like, like the lifestyle that we live, but they're not, they're not willing to do that because they have careers and all this other stuff, families. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah. you know, I don't have any of that stuff. So I'm not worried. Yeah. I mean, the image in the public eye definitely plays a factor, you know, it plays a role in it as well. Um, well, you know, once again, I definitely want to thank you, King. We are, really appreciate your input as it relates to today's topic. And um, I just wanted to, to take a brief moment to transition. And I wanted to give Christopher the floor. Um, the reason being is because we did speak briefly prior to recording. And I believe that he has a very different um, but interesting point of view, nonetheless, as it relates to the topic. And uh, Christopher also believes that he has the ability to provide some biblical references, um, you know, to go ahead and support the topic. Uh, Christopher, would you like to take a moment to just expound on your point of view as it relates to polygamy? Certainly. Hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> well, <clears throat> as we were speaking earlier about it, I can't, I don't want to say it's my personal opinion, as what I was saying in our earlier conversation, uh, although it can factor into this, but I'd like to leave my personal feelings and beliefs out of this uh, for this part of it. Um, the reason I'm, I see it as a benefit, polygamy, is that uh, scientifically speaking, I can't reference the exact article I was reading, uh, but one of, this, one of these articles that I was looking at was there was an autopsy that was done on a 90-year-old woman uh, who found out that the semen of the men that she had uh, laid with throughout her life were alive and attached to her brain stem. Now, these semen had actually influenced her brain uh, functionality and her thoughts and her actions and actually influenced her children that she had throughout her life. It had an effect on them as well. Uh, now, on a kind of spiritual level, that would be the energies or spirits of other people that would literally jump off from person to person. Um, this is why I would say it really isn't a, a good thing for a woman to have uh, multiple husbands, as that would not be a good thing for her, as women are the receivers of energy and men are the givers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I definitely can understand that in a sense of, um, you know, when you open up yourself to certain people, you know, spiritual ties, those things are real. And that, you know, I can understand that from that point of view. Um, so, so you're saying that it's more likely for that to happen for women, but not necessarily for men. It can, but it's more for the woman as she receives all these different uh, energies, if you will, mm -hmm. you know, the feeds from other men. Like mm -hmm. I said, I can't exactly, I don't remember exactly what the article was. I just remember reading it and kind of connecting the dots as to different behaviors I've witnessed uh, in people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, there's another aspect to this as well. 
uh, not just the uh, the physical effect of having these different uh, quote unquote energies again uh, influencing people. It's also in this society, even though it's taboo, and as you person earlier mentioned, it was um, something that has been practiced for since the days of the Bible. It's just this is the norm, and as you know, it's still the norm in other countries. In this country, in these Western countries, we find so much uh, high rates of divorce and single people or single women, single mothers. And so I don't really see that the modern marriages uh, operate so well. I mean, we've, I feel that we've been sold a, uh, an idea that it is a good thing, and I'm not saying it isn't for some people. Uh, on a level where we have so many single mothers out there, uh, single parent households, it would be a benefit for a lot of these people to have, let's just say, seven single mothers and there's one man that is uh, available. These seven women would now have a, a male figure in, in their lives for their children, which is important. Mm-hmm. I came from a, a family that was not polygamous. Uh, we, I was... Uh, part of a, of, as you could say, a blended family that I had. There were, there were five of us. There were people around us that weren't polygamous. Uh, but it wasn't a big deal. It was just the norm of what our life, life was. Uh, but growing up myself, I always thought it was the way to go. It was just, it made sense. There were a lot of these people running around from person to person. And I guess part of my romantic side was that when you lay with someone that person or both people should be automatically in tune with each other and that's it for life and it's uh you know the 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 golden story of two you know people holding hands or sitting on a park bench in their golden years and people look at that marvel and say how did you do it and just kind of it wasn't easy but we kept it going and kept at it right Right. when the going got tough, so to speak. So, so that's interesting. One, one point that I definitely did take from what you said was for the single parents or single mothers, you know, uh, providing them an outlet, so to speak, um, to bring down that number, statistically speaking. So that, that is an interesting point of view. It, it kind of piggybacks off of something that uh, Dr. D. Will said earlier in the excerpt. So that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. Well, I would like to make a comment on something she had said earlier about how it it um, decreases the amount of women available for the men, the younger men. If I wasn't, if I'm getting that right, correct me if I'm wrong. And later mm-hmm. on, she is welcome to. I just want to make sure I have it right that she was saying that it was something that would decrease or the amount of opportunity for other younger men to have uh, partners. And I would say not really, because uh, those men, if they're prone to violence uh, because of this, they really shouldn't be in relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would say to that. I don't think it would decrease any, um, any number of opportunities well, at all for anybody. 
that is a very interesting point of view as well. <laughs> okay, not a problem. Well, I definitely do want to thank you, Christopher, for you know giving us that that point of view and your take on polygamy as a whole, and you know how how to combat the different things that would come at you. And at this time, I really would like to invite my co-host to join in on a conversation and bring this thing on home for us. Um, Didi Keith, are you with me, my loves? Yes, we are here. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So at this time. Okay. Good stuff. So let me ask you, uh, sis, let me ask you directly. What, what is your point of view as it relates to polygamy? Yeah, it's, it's an absolute no for me. And I think Francis kind of covered the reasons, um, even though he does find women that are willing to kind of accept this lifestyle. I think the biggest thing is jealousy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jealousy. Um, yeah. Yeah, just I don't see how this benefits Black women in any way. I don't see how this progressed our people forward. So, however, I was enlightened on a lot of the reasons why they thought polygamy was beneficial. But for me personally, it, it's a no-go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as a woman, you know, I can definitely understand where you're coming from with the jealousy aspect of it all. And and that was one of the main questions that was coming in from our listeners. So you know, yeah, how to combat that was one of the main questions. I mean, Keith, what, what do you think? What are your points or your view on polygamy? My view is, is very open-minded. I'm definitely for it on the aspect of um, everybody is there under the notion that we are here knowing that, you know, we are here for each other and that we are a family. Um, to kind of tap into what Didi said about the jealousy part there shouldn't be any jealousy if you're in a polygamous relationship because in it, even if there is because jealousy is a human emotion does happen and it does arise at time you should be able to squash that if anything because when you're in a polygamous when you're in a polygamous relationship uh everyone is one i mean nobody's greater than the next you know, I'm pretty sure that man, that woman chose he or she because he saw something in you and her, you know, and whoever, because he wanted you. So it's like, you know, yeah, you know, I'm for it. Polygamy, I am definitely for it all day. Okay. So we, we touched on uh, the jealousy aspect of it, you know, that being a serious aspect. Is there any other major cons that should be unfolded at this time? Um, since we're talking about articles and things like that, and I could drop this article in the chat, um, one of the things that it mentioned is the psychological impact of polygamous marriages on women and children, hostility was one, interpersonal sensitivity was another, phobia, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that went back to what Francis was saying, as far as like the women that he deal with, he has a man, and then he has... Um, <clears throat> concubines. I didn't want to say concubines. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right. step on no toes there. <laughs> didn't want to say concubines, but um, yeah. So you have a main, and then you have others that's not as um. It's a hierarchy. That's what it's a hierarchy. Is, so that, that so that means that everybody is not on the same playing field. That means that with the main, that's probably the decision maker. Um, depending on the type of relationship, they probably get to insert how they feel on the women that you select. That's your fave. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like I can see how interpersonal sensitivity is on there because how how the concubines gonna feel. 
especially if it's a situation to where it's like my way or the highway. Mm. Hmm. That's interesting. The my way or the highway mindset, because we, we, we kind of touched that, that mindset on a couple of different other um, podcast episodes. So that's, that's an interesting one there. Definitely. But look, is. But look that's all based on if you go into that relationship with that kind of, mindset or if y'all going to a relationship with that kind of agreement because once again y'all gotta understand a lot of times we based stuff off traditional way of doing things and we always do things because not 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 saying we but us as a the world we mm-hmm. do stuff thinking that we have to do stuff the way our ancestors did it because that's the way that no so y'all look at it, there's really no rule books to how you want to live your life so if you want to be in a polygamous relationship and you say to this person hey look me I will be alpha male, and I guess I have five other females, but all y'all, it, it's the queen of this motherfucker. I, I massage all y'all feet. I cook dinner for all y'all. All y'all my queens. I give all y'all the same amount of dick if the same night. That's, That's disgusting. Kind of, like, if you have that kind of understanding, then, oh, I probably couldn't say it on the podcast. But if you have that kind of understanding, then, you know, it, then it shouldn't be an issue. Now, you go into a relationship with a man, with a man who's clearly an Ike, who like to beat on Tina's, good luck with that. Right. Mm-hmm. Gotta be now careful. That's different. I think my question is then, Keith, is mm-hmm. like, what's stopping her from getting a man that can provide everything you're claiming, but it just be from that one individual, and then that man desires to only have one partner as well? Because that whole idea of you sleeping with me, Isha, Keisha, Stacy, <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, that don't sound good. It doesn't. I mean, <laughs> okay. How about this? Let's be real for a moment. Like, far as in, like, we are all adults. Yes. If we all add up on our hands to the on the age we are now, yes. the people we slept with. I mean, you doing it over and over again with that one person. What's I mean? What's wrong with that? What's the difference between you doing it over and over with that one person thousands of times between you having multiple different sex partners? Because as homie was saying earlier, you you let into you letting all these demons and all this other crap. It's like, well, how about I let this one person do it with me, or who I might do or just start helping you the relationship, however it may go whenever y'all come down to that time. But it's like, well, how about you do it with that one person multiple times instead of doing it of trying to find somebody to do it? Because some people they they go their whole life craving, wishing a man would give them some. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, it's all about you know. You're understanding how y'all talk about it because that's all I'm I just I feel like no one has answered the question specifically right. relating to black women. Right. How does this benefit us without it indirectly benefiting our children and with it out like not okay. directly okay. benefiting okay. men? How okay. does this Boom. benefit women? Boom. Let me answer this right now. And this is just a broad statement. This is not saying for, for any one specific black mm-hmm. mother specifically or any other black woman specifically but right now there's a epidemic of fatherless homes fatherless homes and no matter how you want to put it okay if it takes a polygamous relationship to have a father in a home which makes a huge difference did you not see the serena william and venus william movie that the, the, the the quote said the greatest tenor players to live never even touched the court it was her father who created them both, millionaire sisters. This and, th- and this is what it's going to do. And you know what? 
for the biggest thing it will do, it will take stress off of the black mother because the stress on a black mother, especially with single kids, is, is dire. There's a cry. There's a need for it. And you know what? The more sisters that are all together, the better. Because I'll tell you one thing. When a black mother can't do it, what she always do? She calling her homegirl. She calling her best friend. Hey, girl, come, come pick up these kids for me. It's like it, there's nothing like having a sister by your side. And when you have your sister by your side, you got your king leading y'all. Baby, who is going to stop y'all? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> so the same men that are creating these fatherless homes are supposed wait. to be the same men see, that fathers. Wait, wait, go ahead, go ahead, Chris. Uh, Christopher, thanks. But you know, these same men aren't aren't of that mindset. Right. Right. There you go. I come from a biblical standpoint as well, and. All throughout the scripture, the King James Version, Old or New Testament, all explain that the men are actually supposed to. It's almost by default that they have to have multiple uh, people with them. Uh, the men are supposed to be teaching the scripture. Okay. Uh, according to the scripture, the Bible explains that the men are meant to teach and relieve any widows who are looking for relief. Because it's a shame for a woman to be without a man uh, uh, as a hedge uh, to keep her uh, uh, protected. Uh, the script, there are plenty of scriptures that come out and just simply explain that all these people, these single mothers, whether they're a um, matter what nationality they may be, all have to come under a, a single man uh, to learn a, to learn the the Bible and its laws, and also for protection now take just leaving the bible out and just going back to this world of you know where we are and like you had mentioned before and i had said there are so many single mothers out there it's it's sad um i have a son uh, my, my last two relationships uh produced well i had one son and then i was with another woman for nine years and she had a son who I met at age three. And for nine years, he called me dad. Now we're not together anymore, but that, that tearing apart is, is, does so much uh, damage to the children mm. because his own father disowned him. And so we can take that and copy paste that onto all these different single mothers out there. And it is really god's answer to all the issues now i know we can say that you know um, you can be against it however we can go back to the scripture and say well the man has the spiritual power and gift by christ himself is what it how it reads that we have this ability to protect these people and offer them mental stability and just quote-unquote salvation so whether you are for it or against it, eventually it's going to be the way things are going to be. You may not hey. like it, but with the trend not lessening and that there are more single mothers happening, it's going to come to the point where a lot of people are going to say, well, you know what? I'm going to share this good man with my best friend because she needs <laughs> the same type of energy of a solid man uh, in her life. So whether you want to deal with that or not is really 
up to you. But I just noticed that a lot of people are starting to see that uh, way of going, just returning to what the scriptures say, the spiritual teachings of it, going from it from that point of view, or even just looking at it from the quote-unquote third-dimensional reality of the fact that there are so many single mothers out there and fatherless children, which is, well, it's a terrible thing. And, and that's, Christopher, that's what I mean when I say um, that you have an interesting point of view. The whole, this is going to be the norm at some point. That's, it, there's, a, there's a lot of different people that share that same point of view with you, even though it's not as popular, you know, that point of view. That's interesting. That's, that's interesting in itself. I think that's like the conclusion of, you know, or the thesis or the moral of, of what you're saying, that at some point, that's whether you like it or not, that's going to become the norm. The polygamous point of view I think um for me and I don't want to debate scripture because one thing about it is that it's black and white there's no gray area um however when I think about it um you know I'm Christian so not to offend anyone but when I think about how um God made Eve for Adam and that's the original that's what in my mind I'm like that's what talking? it was designed to be because if it was designed to be any other way then why didn't God create multiple women for Adam so that I think mm-hmm. um oftentimes as people we can go off and say you know, oftentimes we say this is what we desire, and because we can find scriptures that back everything up, I can find scriptures that back up slavery. But I'm thinking about like the original design and idea of what God had in mind, and I think um, there's only a only a need for one man and one woman. And when we um, add people to that, the the visions can become blurry. Well, the original doctrine does state that men are meant to have more than one wife okay and i'm thinking about adam and eve well when the scriptures we can go back to adam and eve and we can see and i'd love for you to add those in the chat um so we can look at the specific scriptures that you're referencing um because i think um at least for amber queen and keith you know we're scholars of the bible so we definitely love to learn so um, and I know that you are referencing directly the King James um, Bible. So I definitely love to, you know, but read over I those scriptures. Can I propose a question? Can I, can I propose a of question? Course, of what, course. I can propose two questions, okay? Because you brought up Adam and Eve. But what if, what if, what if, because you got to understand back then, God was just kicking things off. Okay. Okay, he was just kicking things off. I wouldn't personally. I mean, wait, time out for one, Didi. Wait, time out. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, I'm glad you said that. For one, thank you, Lord, for revelation. For one, let me, let me, let me explain. For one, let me, uh, the vagina is one of the best things God's ever made. So I cannot imagine Adam falls asleep, waking up, boom, 20 women. I'm out. Butt ass naked, ass cheeks and titties everywhere. I'm done. I'm talking about dick rock hard. Don't know. You don't please. know what you want to stick it in the tree. All them. I mean, it just yeah. woo. God had to take it slow. God will never give you more than you can bear. Oh, they gave him what he needed. That's what I'm saying. You talking about what, what so, you want, but so we talking about what you need. So listen, here's the question: What if, what if back then, Eve was just for Adam? What if that, that was just for that period of time? And the second question is, what if 
Because I just read it. I just, I just looked at something that said that by nature we are polygamous, which I do believe. What if, what if by nature we are polygamous? But, but, and this is this is no racism tenant, but 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 the system, we know what system I'm talking about, has manipulated us to believe that there's a such thing as a man, one man. Like, let's be real with the one man and one woman aspect that it does not work. These marriages suck. These people are free. I swear to you, you ask any married man, they, they would tell you do not get married. I guarantee it. And they were, and these people are dead serious about it too while they laugh with you. Like it freaking sucks. I'm dead serious. That is facts. Listen, D, 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 D. I put this on my mother life. Most men that I have come to across my life, they tell me do not get married. They tell me do not get fucking, I, I kid you not. All jokes aside, I'm so serious. It looks so good. The fantasy is, it, I tell you, America will sell you a, the world will sell you a dream that is, I mean, I'm just saying, but polygamy is, is open-minded. So it's like, it's, it may be for you, it may not, but if it is for you, it's like when it, it's, it's one of those things where I, I feel like it's, it's an option, a better option than just being with one person because divorce rates are always going to be high. God knows they stay fluctuating. They're never going to go down below 1% or 5%. No, especially in this day and time. No, it's just never going to work. So it's like, if you do want to try a different way of not getting your heart broken, I would say, try this way because baby, this one nigga can't do right. How about you just get one nigga with 20 bitches and you just good. Think about it, your bills paid. You all you got to think about your bills will be lower. Your food, your food but, ain't going. Your girls are gonna be lower. Really, think about I'm it. Done. Think about I'm it. If done. you don't want to have kids, listen. If you don't want to have kids, you can make the sister wife have kids, so they can be your kids. Think about it. Think about it. Come on, your credit go go up. Come on, give me this. So I think Keith, and y'all can definitely correct me if I'm wrong here, but y'all like to, to be polygamy. To be polygamous does not necessarily mean that you're going to remain in that same relationship forever because Mm -hmm. there are relationships that do break down even in polygamy so that's multiple people let's say multiple women with multiple children so now they face the same epidemic as monogamous women Mm -hmm. and it's like now we have all of these (laughs) get your your motherfucking shit and go that's How a hypothetical you know? situation, and you can't really put that on. Um, actually, I have an article that I would love to drop in chat when you talked about a Kenyan woman um, whose husband left her and her family for a younger woman. It's in chat right there. It's put up and shut up. Polygamy breeds poverty for Kenyan women and children, and it um, dissects specifically, um, one woman who shares similar stories to other women in her country with polygamy. Wow. Well, the link is there in chat. I'll make sure we include that in the blog spot. Um, Very interesting points that everybody has, you know, very um, strong-minded individuals, in this podcast that feels as though they can definitely back up their point of view. And hopefully it was able to, you know, provide some insight, you know, just to really get the conversation started. Um, We are a little bit pressed for time and I do definitely want to thank all of my special guests and hosts for joining us today. 
Um, it isn't always easy being in the spotlight or stating your point of view, especially when it may not be a popular opinion. So, um, you know, if we grasp anything from the show, let it be the need to respect everyone's point of view. And um, we should be able to have tough yet necessary conversations because that's how we grow. And remember, you know, you'll never know how far you can reach until you make the conscious decision to stretch and grow. For more information on the topics discussed today, you can visit queentalkradio.com and click on the, bo- the blog spot to receive additional yet relevant content not aired during today's episode. As always, this is only the beginning of a conversation that you are more than welcome to finish. Much love and light to all of our listeners and be blessed. Queen out. <laughs>